Hey there, Friday Night Movie fans. You are listening to a very special Gamer Comic Expo edition of the Friday Night Movie podcast. In this episode, you will hear from an amazing group of different guests that we met up with at the Expo. Remember to subscribe and listen to us anywhere you get your podcasts. And of course, follow us on social media at FridayNightMoviePod.com on Twitter and Instagram. Enjoy the show. Here we are at the Friday Night Movie Podcast booth at Gamer Comic Expo. We are with Roger. Yes. Roger, you want to give your last name? Oh, um, yeah, Ortiz. Roger Ortiz, who is the host of the Game Bros Show on Twitch, YouTube, uh, and um, it sounds like it's an awesome show about video games, I assume. Yeah. But most important... Because this is a family podcast, you do your show with your with your brother. Yeah, yeah. So but, but, uh, the funny thing is that it originally started with my brother, my cousin, and then my cousin was too busy, so he left. So we actually adopted my sister's son, and he became our producer. So it's all a, a whole family affair. That, that that's amazing. We're a podcasting family too. I had my cousin's daughter helped me co-host earlier today. I have my mother on all the time. We, my sisters and I, of course, are the anchors of the show. Yeah. Now tell me, when you're podcasting with family, do you ever get like annoyed and like the family dynamics show up in the podcast? Yes, it does a lot actually. And the funny thing is that my brother and I. We're like polar opposites when it comes to a lot of the stuff, and he's a super huge Sony fanboy. Sony and like the game system. S- Sony has a game system. Like Sony PlayStation. PlayStation. Oh, okay, I just divorced from PlayStation oh, and yeah? moved to Xbox after years of being a PlayStation guy. So for him, Sony is the end all be all. Does he like all those lengthy updates? I have never turned on my PlayStation without all of those crazy updates or an email once every few months that Sony's been hacked and all my information has been stolen. <laughs> yeah, no, there's there's ways around it now. There's there's you could do you could set it up so it could live update so you don't see that it happens while you're sleeping. Mm. But for him, there is no other system except that. So wow. I'm the, since I do a show, which is a video game, I can I gotta be a little I can't be biased at one thing. So you have to cover all of it. So he plays one system, and you have to play all, all the other rest. Systems. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk video games, but let's also talk movies because you know yeah, this movie, is a movie yeah. and TV podcast. And so all right, so we've been talking a lot about video game movies here, and the consensus is video game movies. Yeah. If you could make a movie about a current video game, which one do you think would make a great movie that hasn't been made yet? It, it, hands down, God of War. God of yeah, Kratos. It, you have like the Clash of uh, what was it, Clash of Titans? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you have um, you have kind of Peter Jackson's, and uh-huh. so so you have that mythology thing into it. So, but the God of War story in a way. Uh, it, it unfolds would make for an awesome movie and, and it, you could make it into a trilogy uh, there there's um, there's an awesome uh, gamer uh, and podcast host her name is Amber Plaster she uh, hosts under Twitch under Artemis and Apollo Gaming and uh, she was she was really kind and cheering me on for coming to this gaming this is more of a gaming show than I've done before yeah. And uh, she's playing right now on her feed the recent God of War. Is yes. there one where he has like a kid? Yes. 
Okay. So I thought that was I played the original one. I thought it was very cool. Yeah. What do you think of this new version of God of War with it's, the kid? It's 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 uh, it's a different. Uh, you can see how he evolved as a person. Wow. So in the in the in the, in the first one, it, it takes place in Greece, and you have the whole Greek mythology. So in this newer one, he's an older man. He has he left Greece because he wanted to get away from the gods and the the mythological gods. So that's why he moves up north, thinking he's getting away from the gods. But and then he. He comes into this story, and the thing is that he's more older. You see him with a beard. And oh, yeah, that has, beard is really cool. So and then he has a child, and and then now you have the father-son dynamic. What do I teach him? What I don't teach him? What do, do I let him know who I really am? Do I tell him about my past? Do I keep it a secret? So that whole dynamic plays into the game itself. So I feel like they could be making multiple movies probably before they even get to the father-son thing. Oh, yes, yes. That's why even the first trilogy... It, it it I don't know if you played it, but I played um, the first game. Kratos is actually the son of Zeus. Oh yeah, and, and he's a demigod, and he finds this out later, and then he um, wants to take revenge against the gods because they tricked him into killing his his family. So that's oh, wow. what the dynamic is. That's very um, dark. And it and it would be a great movie if somebody does it properly, but if it, they don't. All right. So to do it properly. Who's your Kratos? Who's going to play Kratos? Ah, uh, man, you could use The Rock, actually. Oh, yeah. The Rock would be great. The, the Rock's Rock great be... in everything. He can do everything. Yeah, he's funny, uh, but he won't be half... He can't be funny in a God of War, War movie because... It's, it's got to be pretty serious, yeah. right? Yeah. Can I ask you a question about movies? Yeah, it's great. Of course. When, when I have a fellow host on, I love when they ask me questions. So my, my question is how No do one you... ever asks me questions on my podcast. So. How do you feel about... Uh, fil- make movies that are made with a name just because they want to use a name because a name already brings so weight like to the it. rock and skyscraper and my example I'll use is um, Ghostbusters okay Ghostbusters makes money people love Ghostbusters and then they just kind of change everything so I so here's where I am with there are certain properties that I view as sacred and Star Wars is the one for me like that's the one that I've, I I'm not a crazy mean fanboy type character, but I'm well on the record in this podcast as having been very depressed after the Last Jedi. Yeah. Um, for a lot of other things, I think I enjoy people playing with different spins on mythology, and you either like it or you don't. So, Ghostbusters one is a classic. It's one of my favorite movies ever. Ghostbusters two is okay. It's good. It's um, the Ghostbusters 2016 with the all-female Ghostbusters. I thought that movie was fine. I didn't love it. I also, you know, didn't buy into any of the controversy that women shouldn't be Ghostbusters, any of that nonsense. That's terrible. But what I didn't like about the movie had nothing to do with the gender of the Ghostbusters, but it had to do with the fact that it didn't take place in the universe with the rest of the Ghostbusters. And I feel like you don't always have to have something take place in a shared universe, but it seemed absurd to me to make a new Ghostbusters and try to divorce it from something so beloved when they could have easily made one of the characters Egon's niece and that would have been that. See, my thing wasn't anything to do with gender. It was exactly that. You had Bill Murray in the movie. You had yeah. Dan Aykroyd in the movie. Why can they just you had Ernie Hudson and also. say, hey, here, here's the torch. You have the torch now. You carry the torch. You take it on from here. Same thing with before they made the Ninja Turtles, they were talking about how they were going to change the Ninja Turtles to being aliens oh, yeah, from another that was planet. A and 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 we talked about it on our show, and we said, if you want to do it, name it something else. Name it green turtle-looking yeah, yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. But I, when they I, piggyback I, off the name, 
you can't just start I, changing I, I things. I did love when they didn't make them aliens. I loved that Ninja Turtles, by the way. I love yeah. the, the, I know the Michael Bay, whatever, but like I thought they did a pretty darn good me too. job with this. I agree turtles. with you. Thank you. That's a great question. So, I, you know, for me, ultimately, using the name is fine, but you have to respect the audience and you have to respect the property. Like, people can tell when people made something and they hate the product. Like, I, like you can tell when people don't respect the thing that they're making. And when they respect it and they respect the history, then it works. When they make, when they purposely try to make everybody miserable, then who are you making it? Yeah. Right. Same same thing with Spider Man. I grew up knowing that Spider Man made his own web slinger. Yeah. And then when they made the movie, I'm like, he has a gland in his wrist now. Oh, yeah, when, that was when did really this weird. happen? The Tobey Maguire Spider Man. Yeah. yeah. Emo yeah. Spider Man. Yeah. That, that 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 always really bothered me. Because in a lot of the comic books, he had to change his web slinging. Yeah, that's a part of the story. Because of a certain things, so I'm gonna make an electric web slinger. What was he gonna do? Inject himself with something to yeah. make the. That so, was, that was, so they kind of they made themselves into a corner with that, and they couldn't. So, but so, sometimes when there's a big reboot entirely, and they purposely they're changing the whole origin, I, I'm almost more interested in that than I am uh, when they just change it a little bit. Like, but why not name it something else? Yeah, or just make another. Th- oh, yeah, I'm totally I'm totally with you. Because what they're, what they're doing is they're piggybacking off the name because the name right, will automatically cash- bring people and in. Cashing in. I'd rather you come up with a new story and name it something else, and yeah. then and, and then also it's good to have new things. Let's create try new IPs. New, stuff. new IPs, yeah. I mean, I love a good old IP if you're going to do it respectfully, like you said. But if you're just cashing in on the name, it's a disaster. Like I love the fact that they're they're doing the spinoff with the Mandalorian, and talking about going so back to the Star me Wars thing. So this I'm like a little bit skeptical because I feel like they they have been a little bit spinoff happy with with Star Wars right now. Trying to now. get money back for that they invested. Yeah, and to me. They've started. They've made a lot of mistakes with the core saga with the Last Jedi, and so without that, see, this is the thing. Without that core saga, I don't think Star Wars holds together as well because it's all got to be in the orbit. It is the Skywalker saga. It's not the bounty hunter from whatever random planet saga yeah. because the Force and the universe, the stakes are so big. Uh, um, the, 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 the stakes are so big and that makes it um, uh, and, and that's what makes it great and when you disregard that or when you go too far on a tangent and you disrespect the rest it's a huge problem well look Roger it has been a pleasure to have you here the Gamer Bros oh, sorry the Game Bros show on Twitch and YouTube people should check it out and maybe you'll start a Movie Bros and I will be honored to be your guest if you ever do a Movie Bros we will we will um, uh, it has been a pleasure having you where can people follow you they can follow me on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, any social media. We do lots of giveaways. We try to, what what we do as our show is that we try to start a two-way conversation like we're having oh, now. that's amazing. I love um, that. So that's why if you look at the thing, we have a phone number people can oh, actually call in. Oh, watch out. I'm going to start leaving you messages. That's I fine. I leave we'll messages play to all my podcasts that have phone numbers. I call them and I leave messages. The beautiful thing is that if you call during our show that oh, is I'm done online. live, you'll be on there live and oh, you can conversate right. with us. And well, hopefully you'll remember me and I that'll will. be amazing. Thanks so Thank much you. for being here. You have a good day. Take care. Here we are at the Friday Night Movie Podcast booth at Gamer Comic Expo. We are with the random random rambler himself, Pedro. Yo, Yo, what is up, guys? My name is Pedro, a.k.a. The Media Nut, and I'm the owner of Random Ramblings Productions. I am super happy to be here. 
We've Shia, been, it's an honor. <laughs> oh, well, this is awesome. We've been bonding, I think, over the yes. last few days. You know, and whenever you're with the people, I love the vibe, the backstage, hanging with people at a con. Because, you know, you have these downtime moments and you get to know the other creators. And you, this is where all some of the most fun collaborations, you know, get, get started. And so um, I'm really happy we've found a, time, a moment in our busy schedules to hang out. So, oh, no, yeah. It's, it, it's a good feeling when, um, when you find uh, a kindred spirit yeah. in, uh, in the stuff that you do. And, like, um, you're a busy person. I'm a busy person. But it's like the... Um, the, the few times that we got to see each other, similar to what you felt like, if yeah, we, you can things click, you, things it's really things fun. click. So you're 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 the media nut. I've watched yes. your YouTube channel. You review movies. You talk pop culture. You essentially that's the shuffling of the cards happening in the background <laughs> because Pedro is going to be a black belt ninja guest on Friday Night Movie. I'm Dude. ready. Let's do this. Uh, all right. So this is the Friday Night Movie official card game. Well, it's a prototype. It's still being worked out that my sisters and I um, uh, created. Right. And the way Friday Night Movie works is we have some bits that we always do. Every good right. podcast has a good bit, of you course. know, repeated thing. So on one, on one side, on, on, in this pile, is one of our bits. All right. All right. You don't know which one. I'll explain it when we get it. And the other is a topic now because the game is a prototype it doesn't always work perfectly so i reserve the right to move things on all right but as the host here i'm going to ask you to first take one of the bits cards all right let's see I'm gonna go all Yu-Gi-Oh, believe in the heart of cards and all that do i read it yeah yeah, yeah. All right. so the bit says i told you show oh, okay this is big i told you show we don't even need a topic card this is a topic card we don't need right. to tell you show because i told you show as you can see on the sign is the highest form of award you can get at the Friday Night Movie Podcast. Oh, dang. And that is when someone has recommended a show to you, usually over your objections that you don't want to watch it. Right. And you end up loving it. It ends up being a show you truly love, and you bestow upon them I told you show status. And you have to call them a genius. So when is a time that... Or is there someone that you owe an I told you show award to? I definitely owe a big I told you show to... My girlfriend and partner Zadie, aka Silly Driftloon, and also my best friend uh, uh, Beck Proenza, mainly because um, a long, long time ago, back in high school, like um, three, four, five years ago. A long, long back in time, uh, high school? I yeah. don't want to tell you how long ago high school was for me, <laughs> right, man? You know what? You were there. Okay. But no, no, basically, um, around, near, around uh, my junior to senior year, um, my friends at this point were talking nonstop about this new show that came out at the time called uh, Steven Universe, right? Oh, and wow. I've heard great things about that. Yeah, show. yeah. And um, I, at that time, I was just very like, um, I, I've been hearing it so often. that, And the commercials that they would play on Cartoon Network, um, it just didn't catch my attention. It, it, didn't, it didn't seem like my kind of thing. It felt very like... Silly, because as of this point, Cartoon Network and a lot of the family channels tend to focus more of their advertisement on, like, they want to make things seem as silly and random. Yeah. I noticed with I know their what advertising. You're talking about. Uh, going for, like, the memes and all that. So when my friends tried to recommend it to me, I couldn't understand why they were so into it. So they're like, no, really, trust us. We recommend you watch it. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll give it a shot. So they show me, they make me go through a marathon of this show. Oh, wow. How many episodes? Uh, the entire first season. Wow. So what, and 10, 20? No, I think it was around 50 episodes. Holy yeah. moly. 50 episodes It was of a an show. overnight thing. It was crazy. But um, 
they show me they show they show me the uh, the first season, and at first it was as silly as I thought the first couple of episodes, and then they started going to the story, and then it kept going going, and I'm like, um, up until then, now I'm completely caught up with the show, and I love it. Uh, recently, I, I saw the movie; it was fantastic. That's and great. I am a diehard CB Universe fan now. That's- it is. What, and so it. the story is that what got you? What was it that that, that um, pushed it? Because usually there's a moment for me when something passes through and becomes an I told you show. Yeah. What, what would be the moment that it? Passed I feel like for it's you? when the show started focusing more on the story because it started off very episodic um, in a way so that it could give you an idea of what the show's about. Like you know, like um, these are the characters. This is what they do. This is their everyday life and all that stuff. And it becomes somewhat episodic until the story actually happens, and then it's like, oh wait, no, there's more to it. And it it got very enticing and compelling because then because um, then this show starts talking about topics that you didn't expect a kid show to talk about. It's like, wow, this is insane. This is thought provoking. This is very that's amazing. Good. Yeah, and I know Steven Universe yeah. is a groundbreaking show. Very groundbreaking. Uh, for me, for me, I feel the same way. I think that kids rise to the challenge. Mm-hmm. You can make a show that is for kids, but has character development and has character arcs and and shows growth. For me. A show that really hit that, I don't know if you ever caught this on Netflix, but right. Guillermo del Toro's Troll Hunters. My girlfriend loves that show. So that show and then its spinoff, uh, Three Below, mm-hmm. are masterpieces as far really? as I'm concerned. Yeah. I, I even like Three Below in the end more than Troll Hunters, but there's a third spinoff that's going to tie it together. Um, soon coming out called Wizards Ooh. and this show I watched with my kids there's some scary moments but I watched these shows with my kids they had brilliant topics to talk about with the kids like friendship and bravery and even uh, racism and wow. immigration all came up in all of these different stories but in ways that you could totally make understandable to kids And the uh, but the core story that was going on were these great hero journeys yeah. so that's one and then for me what has become a true love of mine, Avatar Airbender. I don't know if you watched Airbender. By far, from what everyone who I've talked to, is by far the best animated series of all time. So many the, people have said that. Exactly. A lot of people say Batman, and I would say like the animated series Batman, as I'm rewatching it now, is pretty amazing. It's really good. It's pretty amazing. I mean, and, and if someone were to tell me that's the best of all time, I'd say yes. Yeah. Totally fair. But for me, Avatar Airbender is... Uh, is the is the thing I love second to Star Wars, and right. I only saw it in my 30s. So Dang. I was a grown up; it had already been done for many, many years. And I watched yeah. it, and I binge watched it with my kids. And then Korra, the follow up, is fantastic. Yeah, as well. I love it. I actually, I actually very much enjoy Korra, uh, and I love Avatar: The Last Airbender. When I, when I, when I, I, it's a show I grew up with, so automatically that already means it's special to me. But also, when I rewatch the show now that I'm older, it's kind of like it gives that feeling of like. Like wow! Like I really start to understand the themes of it and everything that they explore, and it's just, it's it's so ahead of its time. So and it's char- fantastic. So character development is a huge, huge piece of uh, when when my sisters and I, when we're hosting the show, and we define uh, something as great. It's usually because there's great character development. Yes. What's a what's the some of the best character development you've ever seen in a show it doesn't have to be animated it can be uh, so there are multiple shows with good character development that I feel um, either people are not aware of or people are aware of but they just didn't notice much like uh, once again uh, some obvious examples would be um, and I have examples that are animated and not animated but um, 
Some examples when it comes to animated shows would be, again, Steven Universe, um, Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, Star vs. The Forces of Evil is a good one. Okay. And Gravity Falls. Gravity Falls. Really, okay. really good character moments. Um, All right, I got to check those, those out. Another one, which is an anime. Uh, two animes that, uh, that have really good character developing moments. No, three. Three. I'll say three. One is, um, is Naruto. Oh, uh, I hear a lot of great the stuff later, about the later parts of the show, like Naruto Shippuden, it's very good character de- development moments. My Hero Academia is another one. Oh yeah, I and hear a lot of great stuff about that. this one is very specific, but Pokemon, but not not all of Pokemon, just Pokemon X Y Z. Okay, that one, uh, that specific series had probably some of the best character development moments of a show that's been going on for twenty years. Wow. Like, All right. You All really right. getting deep with the Pokemon. Yeah, man. All right. Now let's now let's so do you think that guy's dressed sorry, just do you think that guy's dressed as Tony Stark or do you think he just looks happens to look like him? I think it's a combination. I think it's like a cosplay slash dude that looks like Tony it's, Stark. It's kind of a by. thing because you see a lot of people who cosplay characters that uh, that either they like or I've seen other people who cosplay characters that they happen to look like. My friend uh, Brian Harris A.K.A. Harris Cosplay. I think he might have. You might have met him once or twice. He play. Um, he cosplays as Maui. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's walking around so right much now, yeah. like Maui that it's insane. It's like he was born to dress up like the character. Got and it. And like he would play the song. He'd be the music. He'd have the charisma, and it's it's so fantastic. So like when you see cosplays like that, it's it's insane because then you're like, is this? A person or is this the character? It's hard to tell sometimes. That, that's wild. Yeah. All right, let's play another round of the game here. Right, Pull another bit card here. All right, let's do this. Okay. Buy, rent, and meh. So buy, rent, and meh is the signature game of Friday Night Movie. This is how we evaluate all movies. Buy, rent, or meh. All right. So now you pick a topic card. And in that topic card, I'm going to then build your buy, rent, meh challenge. Got it. Okay, here we go. Believe in hearted cards, kids. I'm going all Yu-Gi-Oh on this. Lowbrow. Lowbrow. Okay. Um, so funny. That card is like a bad penny. It always oh ends boy. up at the top. Oh, boy. Okay. So this is good, though. Okay. So we're going to buy rent, man, some lowbrow, some stuff like guilty pleasure type right. things that you like. So give me three guilty pleasure shows that you like. Ooh, guilty pleasure shows. Okay, I gotta th- I gotta think of it for a second because like so like for me like guilty pleasure show for me is well I would say it's like when I secretly watch the Kardashians over ah. my wife's shoulder but I pretend that I'm not really watching right okay right so like or, but then I'll like drop in and I'll be like I can't believe Chloe did that and then I'll disappear. when it comes to shows. I'm trying to think. Like, I'm trying to think of like what shows. Would it's I hard say. to have guilty pleasures these days. I think because, because like, there's so it, many options. Yeah, the, not only there's so many options, but I feel like as time has progressed, guilty pleasures have now kind of become celebrated fandoms. Yeah, in a sense where it's like it's like if like because people see you as like oh look they're so brave for telling people that they like this. Like years ago, people would have had a guilty pleasure saying that they're fans of like for example High School Musical. Oh yeah. But then. Nowadays, I mean, look, High School Musical now has this new show on Disney Plus, and it's like, yeah, so I mean, many people are excited about it. It's the show for a generation like, of kids. What the heck? Right? It's like, yeah. So, okay, but if I'm gonna go for guilty pleasures, I think what I'll go for is, um, I want to say guilty pleasures, but I, 
Fine, cheap thrills. If you don't want to call them guilty pleasures, we can call them cheap thrills. No, no, I'll I'll show you one guilty pleasure, but I'm not really guilty about it. But a lot of people try to give me a reason to be, and uh, it's something I mentioned before. Uh, Pokemon, probably the Pokemon anime. That's a good example. Um, Mainly the reason is just because um, after years and years and years, like again, this show's been going on for 20 years. So now there's different iterations of the show. Um, So. The idea with it is that every, so in a, with every generation of Pokemon, there's always like a new region to explore. Right. So and you're gonna like have that. to give me three generations of Pokemon, and we're gonna play by rent me. Got it. Okay. All right. I'll so give you that. Um, right. I'll do. Um, well, X Y Z. I want X Y Z in there. Uh, I'll give you uh, Diamond and Pearl. Okay. And I'll give you. The newer one, uh, Sun and Moon. Okay, all right. right. Diamond and Pearl, Sun and Moon, XYZ, buy rent man. Assign a value to one of those per thing. I will buy Pokemon XYZ because, in my opinion, it's the best season of the entire Pokemon show of all. After 20 years, fan-freaking-tastic. Um, rent, Diamond and Pearl, I say it's second best. It had good story, good characters, and um, it felt... There was a lot of heart in it, and then Sun and Moon, I I have a, I have disdain for it. Okay, a lot of all disdain right. for it. All right, all yes. right, okay, cool. All right, Pokemon <laughs> is Pikachu in all of these? Yeah, Pikachu is like the mascot. Uh, so imagine like Disney without Mickey Mouse. Okay, got in it. In a sense, so that's or, like or the go- the real Ghostbusters without Slimer. Exactly. Okay, <laughs> all right. Um, well, what, you'll be the second person I talk about this with. What did you think of Detective Pikachu? Detective Pikachu is actually. A really fun movie. I, I he, funny story. I actually have a funny story about Detective Pikachu. So, I actually saw Detective Pikachu on my anniversary le- uh, this past oh, year. Oh wow, that's very yeah romantic. yeah. Like um, it's actually really funny because um, my girlfriend and I will go to. We went to Disney Springs for our anniversary. We had a good time, and we ended the night watching Detective Pikachu, and it was a lot of fun. It was, in my opinion, I think it might be the best video game movie out there as of right now because video game movies have this have this stigma oh yeah we've been talking a lot about it with folks here but Detective Pikachu I feel is one of the few video game movies out there that you genuinely like alright I'm I'm, I'm gonna throw a new round of Byron Man go ahead okay Byron Man video game movies the original Mortal Kombat okay Street Fighter 2 okay and Assassin's Creed Ah, oh, you gave me some hard ones. Oh, man. you bet I did. You gave me some really hard. I mean, ones. I think there's one clear winner, but you're, this is gonna be tough. Okay, so first up, uh, because I've always I've always seen these movies like every once in a while. So some of the things I don't remember. Which Street Fighter was the one that we're talking Raul, went, Julia, Jean Claude Van Damme? All right, is that the one where where uh, the guy turns around screaming out, "Of course!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I one? think that's that one. Then that's number one for me. Oh, really? No, no. That, I'd buy that one just for that one scene. The live just action for, with Van yes, Damme as a yes, French UN yes. soldier. Not for and not because of quality, more because it's such a fun film to make fun of. To oh, be honest. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. There, you ever um, listen to the podcast? How did this get made? 
Huh? How did this get made? It's an amazing podcast about. It's a yeah. comedy podcast. Yes. They do an episode all about street that 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 that's movie. Amazing. That's hilarious. That's amazing. Okay, all right. So a buy for Street Fighter. All right, what's uh, your rent? rent? I'd go Mortal Kombat. Yeah, to me that's my buy because I no, saw right. that in the theater as a kid when it came out. Yeah, so it has value yeah, to you. Like, yeah. It's sentimental. And, and I think they've done cool. St- I, Mortal Kombat has so much potential that's never been achieved. At least that one is pretty cool. I feel like nowadays there's never been a better time to make. A Mortal Kombat movie just because like people have been a lot more open to the idea of rated R movies of, of yeah. popular characters. They made one for Wolverine. They made one for and Deadpool. Did you see those short films? The short films they made of Mortal Kombat. One They're, or two of those them. Were yeah, amazing. I know which ones. You're Any one about. of those would have worked for me. Okay. Yeah, I feel like all, a lot of them work. So obviously, man, would be <laughs> Assassin's Creed. I saw that in theaters actually. Oh really? I wanted it to be good. I was like, oh man, it had got Fastbender. They I never good, really played the Assassin's Creed games because whenever I'd go to the gaming store and, and I tell them what I'd like, they'd be like, you have to do a lot of waiting. And I was yeah. like, oh, I'm not sure. I because it reminded me when they talk about Batman, Arkham, Escape, uh, the Arkham ones, which the Arkham are very series. cool. Yeah. But I also didn't really enjoy that. Like if I accidentally walked behind a. The wrong pole, like yeah. twenty guys would come and kill me, and I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if I have the patience for that. Okay, so that one sucked. Why did that one suck? It's just um, I because now keep in mind, like I I haven't had too much experience with Assassin's Creed, but what I have had experience with has been a lot of fun. Has been really good, and I feel like the movie doesn't do the game much justice. Now keep in mind, not a lot of video game movies do their uh, uh, do their video games justice. But at least there are certain things, like, for example, Street Fighter, the outfits were pretty spot on. Oh, yeah. They made those outfits yeah, like the exactly. game. Exactly. And then um, uh, Mortal Kombat, you had you had the theme. In a lot of, in lot of, in a lot of the fight scenes, you would hear, oh, Mortal yeah. Kombat. Yeah, that was fighting. amazing. Assassin's Creed didn't have much of that. Like, they uh, they would they would use music that existed like like from that you'd hear in the radio. And then not only that, like, a lot of the, a lot of the story just kind of went, like, really really dull and it's like it's assassin's creed you're an assassin you're going around sneaking around you're killing people you're fighting them off you're fighting guards and it's like that's something that should be exciting and thrilling and it's like a lot of times it's just you're just a guy connected to some computer and his mind is set back in time and something is like it gets too convoluted at the ending of the film without spoiling i'm not gonna spoil anything but it's like you kind of get this feeling of they're gonna try to set up for a sequel but, but no, it's, it's a sequel nobody w- wants or yeah, cares about. Because I've seen the movie, it's just not worth it. All right. Well, Pedro, thank yeah. you so much for being a part of the Friday Night Movie family. Of course, man. Tell everybody where they can follow you and more about your work before we head on out. So, as I mentioned before, I'm the owner of uh, Random Ramblings Productions. We are a YouTube production slash convention consulting company. And you can find us on any social media, but mainly on YouTube. Uh, Random Ramblings Productions, uh, where we do a, a lot of really fun shows based off of all things pop culture. And then if you want to just see me, you can find me on uh, The Media Nut, also on every form of social media, including YouTube, uh, where I do a lot of my own personal thoughts on pop culture. I do, like, you know, vlogs and discussions, stuff like that, and it's a lot of fun. It's really good. All right, everybody. Pedro from Random Ramblings, The Media Nut himself. Thanks so much for being Thank here. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Here we are at the Friday Night Movie Podcast booth at Gamer Comic Expo. I have a trio of amazing guests here. We've got Devin. We've got Ellie. We've got Michael Fernandez. Welcome. 
Hi. 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 I know I told you not to talk all over each other. And then the first thing I asked you was a question to everybody at the same time. I'm ridiculous. Okay. So you guys are here at Gamer Comic Expo. And I first need to know, like, where do you know each other from? Are you guys friends from school? Are you gamer yeah. friends? We're, we're friends from school. school. Okay. All right. Now, what has brought you all together to come to this con today? Uh, I, I guess. Oh, you want to go first? I'd say like it, it. It was either the gaming club at our school, the classes we have, or how like, like this convention actually like sponsored our school. Oh really? Yeah. So it's like we just came here for like the fun, but we never thought like anybody else would like come because like some people don't really like conventions that much in like our school. Oh wow. Like don't go because they're busy. Oh wow, that's funny. I I wish cons were this cool when I I don't know what your age is, but I'm assuming it's way younger than me. Uh, I wish cons were this cool when I when I was a kid. Cons were just like a dude in a hotel ballroom with like a lot of comic books. There wasn't all of this cosplay. There wasn't all of the adventures. There definitely weren't podcasts. What is? I'm gonna start with Ellie. What is the thing you like most about coming to a con? I think that the thing I look forward to the most. Um, Probably probably the autographs and getting to dress up as some of my favorite anime characters. Okay, cool. So did you get any autographs at this con? Um, not today, but I have gone to cons before where I got the voice actor for Todoroki. I've gotten the voice actor for um, Aaron Yeager. Okay. I've gotten a lot of others. Oh, very cool. All right. So um, that's a special experience. Yeah. So. Very cool. All right, Michael, what, do you, what brings you to a con? I think it would be the community. Uh, when you go to a con, my first one was about in June. I was nervous at first, but when I did cosplay and I, when I did go, it was one of my favorite experiences because everyone there was, you know, complimenting me, you know, having fun, talking to me. And it, I guess it's like the community aspect that makes it important. A absolutely. I feel like my dad, who's a 70-year-old Jewish man from Brooklyn, he had never thought of going to a con in his life, and he has now been to a bunch with us with the podcast, and he, he always walks out of it saying, he's like, oh my goodness, this is the most wonderful place in the world. It's so accepting. It's so great. Um, uh, and so if a seven-year-old dude is into it, I'm, I can't imagine what it's like for people who are actually into all this stuff. Um, Devin, how about you? What brings you, other than the Dippin' Dots, which you're chomping on right now, <laughs> what brings you to the con? Well... What brings me to this con is that this is actually my very first con. Oh, wow. I've been okay, to. welcome. All right. So it's like I really wanted to experience like what it was like to be at a con. And it's really fun because like, I didn't expect any of my other friends to actually be here. So because it was just Elise because like she was my ride. Oh, all so right. So I just like stuck around with her. And it's just been really fun so far. Like I got I had gotten an autograph. I got a sticker for my phone. A little like a little like um. A little card. Well, you got to take some Friday Night Movie stickers for your phones or whatever you guys stick things on, all right? <laughs> you guys get them. Yeah. Thank, um, thank you. Very cool. Okay, so let's talk Let's talk movies, pop culture. When Devin sat down, he said, buy Rent and Mad. He saw the sign and he saw buy Rent and Mad, which means I'm going to throw you guys right into the deep end of Friday Night Movie. We're going to play the signature game of Friday Night Movie, and this is buy Rent or Mad. Buy Rent or Mad is our very sophisticated rating system for anything on the show the highest ranking is buy that means you'd buy I'm old so we'd buy the DVD or the VHS or the iTunes file rent is you'd go to the place called a video store I don't know if you guys maybe you saw it in the movie uh, 
uh, Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah. um, and you'd rent something, but you're not really going to invest so much in, t- in keeping it. And then meh, meh can mean you didn't like it. Meh can mean you're indifferent to it. You define your meh. But it's the third. So I'm, we're gonna, we, we have in the deck of Friday Night Movie official card game cards here, which I only save for the most advanced of guests. So I'm, you guys better, better have your pop culture uh, I, I feel ways with you here. Um, you're going to pick a card, and I'm going to, whatever that topic is comes out, I'm going to build a buy, rent, man. And you're going to have to not only answer it, you can't just answer it. You have to answer it, and you have to justify your answer. You have to stand behind that answer. Michael, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I have debate, so this is good practice. All right, this is this is this is the only debate that matters right now, Michael. <laughs> Ellie, are you ready? Yeah, sure. All right, Devin, I yeah, want I'm you to ready. pull the first card. Martial arts. Martial arts. Oh, this is fun. Okay, you guys. Now you're anime fans, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Are you guys also watch any martial arts movies? Um, Sometimes really. I've seen some. Okay. All right. Do you know of any like martial arts superstars, actors? Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee, but no, none of the other ones. Okay. Kung Fu Panda. Kung Fu Panda. All right. Okay. Bruce Lee, Kung Fu Panda. Do you guys know Bruce Lee? Uh, yeah. Bruce I'd Lee. say Captain America too. If you think about it, sometimes like he does do fist fights sometimes. All right. Okay. So, martial artists: Bruce Lee, Kung Fu Panda, and Captain America. You. It's like in Ghostbusters. You've picked your destroyer. Yes. Um, by rent or meh. You can only assign one value to each one of them. So if you want to buy Captain America, you can't buy any of the other guys. All right? And you got to go quick, and you got to give me a justification. Michael, you're the debate man. Take us to it. Buy, rent, or meh. Uh, buy Kung Fu Panda. Uh, rent Chris Evans, right? Is that the actor? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Bruce Lee, meh. Okay. Wow. In martial arts, arts. my sister's going to plot. This is amazing. All right. What is your justification? All right. My justification is because Jack Black is really funny. I wouldn't say for the third film, but the first and second are, I, would, I wouldn't call them classics. Skadoosh is one of the greatest Skadoosh sounds lungs. ever made. And it's funny. It's a, it's a fun f- movie for the family. Now, for those comic, comic book fans, Chris Evans would be really good for, for them and them particular. Now, Bruce Lee, it's a very unpopular opinion of mine. I don't find it, you know, his, no, his choreographs and his fights are pretty good, but they're not my cup of tea. Okay, all right, all right. Wow, Michael, bring in the controversy and the fire with his um, buy, rent, or meh. Ellie, are you ready? Uh, sure. All right, buy, rent, or meh. Captain America, Kung Fu Panda, or this is one of the kind that my sister would make up. Three seemingly unrelated things, but now you have to rank them. And Bruce Lee. Okay, um, buy Captain America, rent Kung Fu Panda, and man, Bruce Lee. Oh my god, Bruce Lee is <laughs> taking a one. beating in this podcast. <laughs> Ellie, what is the reasoning behind your choices here? Um, I've always loved Captain America ever since I was little. That's why I bought him. Um, I rented Kung Fu Panda because I've never really seen one of his movies from end to beginning. But I already know who he is, at least. And meh, Bruce Lee, because I don't know who he is. Okay. You have homework. Okay. <laughs> Enter the Dragon, starring Bruce Lee. Well, okay. Or just look up a lot of clips of Bruce Lee. Frankly, as a martial artist, he's one of the greatest ever. But as a philosopher and a talker, he is just amazing. When he talks about being like water, it's like hypnotic. 
So, all right, I'm going to go, and then, Devin, you're going to close it out because I get to play. I'm going to buy Bruce Lee because I don't understand you children. Uh, uh, um, one of the greatest martial artists ever. I'm going to rent Captain America because I'm with you. If, he's, if we're counting him as a martial artist, I love Chris Evans. Captain America is a character I literally never cared about until Chris Evans became Captain America. And then I'm going to meh Kung Fu Panda because... Because of Kung Fu Panda 3. Really just, you know, it was so goofy, him. and I mean, I was happy he found his panda family, but I felt like it really veered away from the true Kung Fu spirit of the rest of the series. Like a very big cliche in a movie, it doesn't work when you just have a cliche. It can't, you can't make a foundation out of that. Exactly. All right, Devin, you're going you're gonna to bring it home. The guy who brought us to Brave Renter Man today. What do you got? <clears throat> I'd say uh, by Captain America because... I've seen almost like every of his movies in like chronological order. So like Captain America, the first Avenger, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Endgame, all those types of movies. And it's like, as we've seen like Captain America progress through every movie, he's like been getting a lot more stronger and like more like smarter and everything. And like even in that one movie, it's like, I don't remember which movie it was, it was that like you could see that he even like broke a punching bag like wide open when he was, when he was training. Uh, I'd rent Kung Fu Panda because Kung Fu Panda 1 and 2, they were like really good movies. It's like I love the, the first one when he first learns like about Kung Fu and he becomes a Kung Fu master. And then I'd say man, like Bruce Lee, even though, he, even though I've seen like some of his clips, he's like a good martial artist. I like, I, ha I don't really see much of his movies because then again, like and these type of like millennials, not many people like really like watch Bruce Lee that much. I would love. I wish he had lived for many reasons, but I think that the movie making at the time just wasn't what he he could have made such better movies. And so I see your point. His movies, I think, left a little bit to be desired. Um, okay, so let's. You guys want to play another round of Byron Man? Yeah, sure. Yeah, this is feeling good. All right. Who would like Ellie? Okay. Good luck. Make it happen. Over here, we have all. Saturday morning cartoons. Saturday morning cartoons. All right, did you guys? Did you guys? Did you guys only just watch things on Netflix, or did you actually have Saturday morning cartoons? I, I actually I watched. had one, I had them in my childhood. All right. I, I normally just watch Netflix or Crunchyroll or Funimation. All right. So I want each of you are gonna. Well, okay. Each of you are gonna give me. I'm not gonna give you my. Like you guys didn't watch Transformers or GI Joe and yes. Man and yes, stuff I like have. that. If my uncle's listening. He's watched all of those, and he's a big fan. Okay, I love all of those as well, but I'm not going to make you guys buy renter man things that you don't like. You didn't watch. <laughs> I've so watched Transformers. I want I want one from each of you guys here. All right, that was like a Saturday morning sit with a bowl of cereal uh, kind of show. What was one that you watched? Uh, the Sonic um, Sonic Saturday morning cartoon or uh, the Hedgehog? Yeah, the Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay, all right, Ellie. Um, I'm gonna do. My Hero Academia. Oh, wow. It's your second person to bring it up on the show today. I hear that show is just amazing. It's one of my favorites. All right. Okay. And Devin? I'd say, well, it's between a debate of either Adventure Time or another, like, or, like, another really good, like, show I've seen. But I'd say I'd go with Adventure Time. All right. Adventure Time. Okay. Now, we've got Sonic, My Hero Academia, and Adventure Time by Renter Man. I'm assuming everyone has bought their own choice. So now I'm going to sow some discord between the group of friends here. All right, starting with Devin, because you went last last time. Rent and rent or meh, your dear friends, My Hero Academia and Sonic the Hedgehog. I'd say um, it's kind of tough, because I've seen Sonic Boom before, but I think he's talking about like the old Sonic. And like the old Sonic was good, but then again, it was like kind of goofy at the same time. 
So it's like I'd say mess Sonic, but like I love his like like video games and all that, and like how he's just like cool. But I'd say met him because I've never like really like watched any of like the shows, okay, except Sonic Boom. And I just say rent um My Hero Academia because like like I watched I progressively watched like every season and every episode, and I just started watching the first episode of season four today, and it's like I it's like one of the best animes I've actually ever came out because everybody's just like. I'm just so attracted to it. Okay, yeah, I hear it's I hear it's fantastic. All right, Ellie, rent or meh, Sonic or what was your Adventure name? Time? And Adventure or Adventure Time. I am going to rent Adventure Time because I have seen a, like a few clips of it before, and I've also thought about like actually watching it. And I am going to meh Sonic because I've seen it before, but like. I've, I've like never actually sat down and actually really watched it. I mean, what? Okay, all right, all right, Michael. I'm sorry. Oh, this is your chance. This is your chance to weigh in here, my friend. Oh, this is gonna be a controversial one, but I would. Michael, he loves the controversy. This guy I, is amazing. <laughs> all my friends I love it. All my friends said I would be a perfect politician. I love a controversial pick when it comes to this yeah. stuff. Um, I don't rent My Hero Academia. I haven't really watched it as much. I have watched clips of it, and I do actually really enjoy it but it's something that i wouldn't typically watch on a daily basis or on every weekend now this is going to be very controversial as well adventure time i remember me and my brother watching adventure time the first three seasons because they were wacky and goofy but then when the story started really kicking off it lost entrance because there's so many storylines going on and many you know character arcs and it just lost me as a viewer and that's never good when you're writing a story man you guys the, can we do one more round sure yeah, you sure. guys have time because this is you are among my favorite guests because you guys a play the game properly and, and b have really great rationales even when i don't agree with them um all right michael's gonna pick the card what topic do we got here movies and tv you're too young to see Okay, so this is a very specific one for my sisters and I because I don't know about you guys, but growing up in the 80s, you had to watch what was ever on TV. Yeah. So there was no like going to the kids section of the television. You just watch television. So whatever was on, you were on. So like when I was like six or seven years old, I watched this movie called Revenge of the Nerds. Okay, Revenge of the Nerds is a typical story of like the nerds beating up against the jocks, but it is like a super hard R-rated movie that, that would not be made now. <laughs> okay, so um, is there, uh, we're going to buy rent or man, um, movies that you were too young to see. Um, uh, all right, one of each of you again, because that's how we're going to have to pick it when we're dealing with three mm -hmm. people from a generation that is not mine. And I, I'm not going to pretend to know what you guys did or didn't watch. So go for it. Oh, the god awful Cat in the Hat live action movie. That movie is twisted. <laughs> There's a literal Universal ad in, in the movie and it hurts to watch. It, it's unironically, it's horrible. Ironically, it's hilarious. Okay, all right. So too young to watch. I love that. Okay, Ellie, what do you got? Um, I don't know. I'm gonna have to have some time to think about all right, it okay. because we'll go to Devin. What's yeah. a movie that when you were a little kid you watched that you were like, especially when you got older, you're like, whoa, I can't believe my parents let me watch that. Well, I mean, it wasn't really like a movie or like it was like an anime that was like on Netflix. Oh boy, watch out! Animes and it was like can get very <laughs> racy. And it was like okay. So I was just browsing through the Netflix section of anime one day, and so I spotted this one anime called Rosario Plus Vampire. It was about this guy, I forgot his name, but it was like, he was transferring to a school that was all about monsters, but his dad was drunk when he bought like the ticket to get in. It's for his son. And 
and then like the kid had crashed into a girl who was like ha- who was a vampire but like nobody would really know because of her rosario that was like like covering her of her true nature and then like the first time when you would actually know, it'd see her it crashed and like she would go flying but like the camera would angle just perfectly so like you could see the like the like her panties and oh the skirt goodness. flying up I watched it and I was like, why am I watching this? Oh my god. This was when I was 10 years old, too. All right, Devin, that's a, ooh, that's a good candidate you got there for. I, I know how we're going to play By Renter Man. That is a good candidate for, for, um, for punishment. Ellie, hmm. what's one? Yeah, or maybe your parents didn't let you watch anything you shouldn't watch. Maybe you were just like, or um, or maybe you okay, were so okay with everything you watched. You're like, no, I was mature enough. So so here's the thing. I've always been very mature for my age. Okay. And um, my parents were also just very open about like almost everything. So it's not like I really ever had something that I like shouldn't have watched. But just because. I'm a scaredy cat, and I get scared very easily. I'm gonna say Jurassic Park. I watched the that at one. a time I shouldn't have. Oh yeah, that's that's. I used to. Do you guys ever? That, first of all, that scare that came out when I was a little kid. It didn't scare me, but every kid I knew was traumatized by the by the dinosaur eating the thing and dropping the leg on the roof of the car. I'm scared of everything else, but for some reason that movie did not scare me. Um, uh, I used to. Do you guys ever heard of the Neverending Story? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Okay. Check it out. It's homework for you right. the never ending story there's a scene in the movie with the with the werewolf character where he jumps on a treyu and I used to send my sister Lily up the stairs and I at that part so she wouldn't be scared and then I'd say it's over and she'd come down right in time for the werewolf to jump scared the <laughs> life out of her it's a real older brother move okay so I, now we're gonna flip this a little bit okay I am going to I, I want you guys to make a case I, I'm gonna make a case as to my buy renter man on your three choices here. So I'm going to buy Renter May. Which of these was the most inappropriate? Oh, I got a question. Can I change my movie because I got confused with the actual card? Well, I don't know. But sure, you can change your movie. But I would say Cat in the Hat is a pretty twisted movie that no child should watch. Uh, it was going to be Saw. When I was younger, I used to watch what? clips. Ooh, yeah, I know. Though. It's crazy. But my parents didn't supervise me when I was watching clips of, the, of Saw, right? So I saw like Saw 1, Saw 2, Saw 3, Saw 4. And then to this day... I've been desensitized to that type of stuff. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Michael. We're getting deep here on the show. Yes, uh, we are. So Michael was going to win anyway by with uh, Cat in the Hat because, um, because I again, I think that's a twisted movie no kid should see. I'm going to rent uh, Devon's because uh, that is... Uh, that's very racy. And I'm going to admit Jurassic Park, not because it isn't a great choice. I think it's a great choice, but I'm just going to speak from my personal, my personal sort of, you know, experience. That one to me wasn't that scary. Didn't feel that inappropriate. But I know also that, like, you seem to have had a much more healthy relationship with things that you watched than I did <laughs> as a kid. Um, I want to thank you guys. You guys are an amazing panel. Thank Dev- you for having us. Devin, yeah. Ellie, M- Michael, I, you guys got You should start a podcast. You guys are fantastic. You have great voices and great ideas. I have always said, and, like, I've always thought to myself, like, man, if I had someone constantly following me around with the camera recording the really stupid and silly stuff that my friends and I do, we could have, like, a million viewers on a show. All right, well, don't don't uh, don't commit any crimes. Uh, do you guys uh, have places that people would follow you on social media? But because you're also like not adults, I don't want to. I don't want to like like it. 
No, don't give out your personal Facebook page. But do you have like a gamer page? Or? Uh, yeah, actually I do. It's my cosplay page. It's called Acekin24. You can find it on Instagram. It's spelled A-C-E-K-E-N 24. All right, Acekin24. Ellie, how about you? I have my cosplay TikTok account. Um, it's just my name, Elise Newcomb. Cool. All right, Devin. I mean, I have my YouTube channel. It was, it's Kirito the Slayer 12. But I also have like an Instagram page that I don't really use that much. It's Menma underscore VGS. It's like, it's spelled M-E-N-M-A underscore VGS. I just really post like anime stuff on there. All right, very cool. Well, guys, thank you so much for being a part of the show. You're forever part of the Friday Night Movie family. I hope when you guys start your podcast, please reach out so we can uh, promote you guys and have you on again. Yes, of course. I, I want to thank, thank you personally us. because it just made me get more together with my friends and that's really a nice experience to have well that is what this podcast is about it's about bringing people together and it's about again sharing that family dinner table experience and I think we really got that thank you guys Here we are at the Friday Night Movie Podcast Gamer Comic Expo booth. We are here at day two. We are joined by a bright, young, opinionated young man, Pedro Rodriguez. Welcome, sir, to the Friday Night Movie family. Thank you for inviting me. How's it's, it going? It's, uh, it's going great. It's a pleasure to have you here. So first of all, what brought you to Gamer Comic Expo? What's the one thing you want to see most here? I, I just want to see a different culture, you know, like... Like I like I like seeing stuff like this. That's cool. Do you go to a lot of comic cons or expos and things like this? I've been to four, and all of them been in Miami. Oh, that's great. Okay, cool. Um, I think it's a great environment. It's just yes. everybody's letting the freak freak flag fly. Yes, it is. All right. So, on our show, we talk movies and TV, and I do it with my sisters, and we have really strong opinions, right? Because we're siblings. So yes, I'm expecting you to have a strong opinion here right now, right? Don't hold back, even if you're going to hurt my feelings, okay? So we play a game on the show, okay? The game, of, the name of the show is Buy, Rent, and Meh. So think of it like a Buy, rent, rent, and what? Meh. Men? Yeah, like meh. Like, uh, you know, meh. Not, you know, it could mean you don't like it. It could mean, that's right? So the first, the highest ranking you can give something is a buy, meaning you're going to buy it. You're going to buy that DVD. You're going to put it in your iTunes collection. Rent means, rent means... You're going to, uh, yeah, I feel in the middle about it, and meh, that's your lowest rankings, okay? All right. I'm going to give you three things, okay? And you have to, you can only assign one of those to each of them. You get it? It's like all multiple right. choice, all right? So, okay, you like Marvel movies? Yes, sir. All right, I'm going to give you three Marvel movies. Buy, rent, or meh. You can only assign one to each, okay? Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Okay? Mm-hmm. Thor Ragnarok. All right. And Guardians of the Galaxy. Those are my three favorite Marvel movies, and now I'm putting it on you. Buy, rent, or meh each one of those, and then I, I need to know why. Okay. Because you're about to attack my favorite movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I would buy um, Thor Ragnarok. Okay, great choice. I would rent Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. And... That's going to be a meh for Winter Soldier. Okay, got to explain why. Tell me why. Okay, because both those both those movies, I like I like comedy. I, I like laughing. You know? oh, and Ragnarok is the funniest, yes. right? That's, I mean, I think it's amazing. I think the humor in it, but the action's great. Mm -hmm. The stakes are great. It, it's like a balance, which is really good in a movie, you know? All right. Okay, now why do you, and why do you meh Winter Soldier? Because 
I felt like I felt like it was just like a filler movie. Like it wasn't it wasn't wow. to the oh bold <laughs> bold. Wow, that's my favorite one. Okay, all right. Now let's now. Do you know a lot of actors and and performers and stuff in movies? Like, do you have actors that you really like? Well, I do like Chris Pratt. You like Chris Pratt? He okay. plays he plays the movie he plays the Star Lord character you, really well. He plays Star Lord. Okay. Now, if you were to team up Star Lord with any person in the Marvel Universe, okay, Chris Pratt, Star Lord. All right. Anyone who's in the Marvel Universe that's either been in an MCU movie or hasn't yet. Okay. Who would you like to see Chris Pratt and which actor would you like to play that character if it's not already a character that exists? Are we talking about the we're talking about anyone in the MCU? Anywhere anyone in the MCU or in the Marvel universe. So even someone who hasn't been in a Marvel movie yet. Okay. Like that you can X-Men are allowed, Spider Universe is allowed, right? Anything that was a Marvel comic. I would like to see um Star-Lord with um Adam Warlock. Oh wow, that is a bold choice. Okay, that's good. A real cosmic space. Yes. Now, who would you like to play Adam Warlock? What? Which actor should play Adam Warlock? I've seen a lot of pictures of Adam Warlock in the comics. I've never read the comics myself. I don't know why. Whatever. And okay. um, Zach Efron. Zach Efron. That would be amazing. Oh man. All right. Pedro, thank you so much for being here with us on Friday Night Movie. Anytime, anytime. Gay Gamer Comic Expo. Would you like people to follow you on social media? Huh? Would you like people to follow you on social media, Twitter or Instagram? Of course. All right, give us your handle. All right. No, uh, no, just say it into the microphone so the listeners can hear it. Oh, okay. I, I don't remember. Oh, you got to pull it up. Yeah. All right. Sorry. No problem, no problem. Um, Pedro, it's pa- my Instagram is pedrorod2209. Pedro Rod two two zero nine. All right, folks. That, if you want, that's my YouTube account. Oh, uh, that's my YouTube Instagram. All right, cool. So if you guys want to follow Pedro and and uh, mix it up with him about the Marvel universe, you know where to find him. And uh, thanks for being here. Anytime, anytime. Here we are at the Friday Night Movie Podcast booth at Gamer Comic Expo. We have a guest who is who may be the real Super Mario himself, or at the very least, someone dressed as it. Um, uh, AJ, welcome. Oh, thank you for having me. Well, AJ, it is a pleasure to have you here on the show. And uh, you are a gamer. You are also someone who likes movies. Uh, and I would love to know a little bit about some of your tastes because that's what we talk about here on the show. Well, basically, you, what I am is I like to watch movies a lot and I like to play video games. I mean, I have a setup in my room where I can watch movie on my sister's TV, and I can play my games on my projector. So it's like a twofer. Oh, I just, I just, I just had got an old TV and put it next to my TV in the basement. My wife walked by and she was like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> there you go. I mean, you're killing two with one if you think about it. All right. So, what is a what's a go-to game for you and game system for you? And game system, go-to me game. Let's see. Well, technically, I like to keep it old school, but there's times where I go to the newer cons nowadays, but Usually, if, if I have my days, I like to pull out my NES because I still got oh, it working. Oh, the old school NES. I just have mine in my attic. I think yeah. it might have melted by now. Yeah, like I still got I still got mines and my usually my main game I like to play on it all the time is mainly Super Mario Brothers 3. That's one of my favorite oh, yeah. games. That is in the top five games of all time. Yes. And the funny thing was I did meet the actual voice actor of Mario, Charles Martinet, and he signed my game cartridge. That's amazing. 
Wow, that's great. Mario 3. Uh, now, I, you look like you're a younger man than me. <laughs> when Mario 3 came out when I was a kid, mm-hmm. that was the biggest thing ever. I remember my parents were only going to let me buy the game if I had called every store in the city to find out the one that had it for the cheapest price. Because in those days, it was before Amazon. And so I called every game store in the city until I found a really good deal on it. And then they were like, okay, now you can use some money to buy the game. And I remember plugging it in the first time and getting that leaf and turning into the raccoon and flying. Mm -hmm. And ooh, that's amazing. Which of Mario's suits in Mario 3 do you like the most? The one I like the most, in my honest opinion, usually it's it's tied between the um there's the tanuki suit and uh, the hammy bro suit those are two that i like the most but i do also do love the frog suit we don't see it as much but i like it because i mean only people only like to use it for um the water levels but there's a funny trick behind it if you use it to play fight against one of the koopalings and win they like there's a special scene for any of the three special suits we just named technically because with the frog suit They'll say you've been trans. The king will say you've been transformed. Uh, well, should I change you back with this magic wand? Or there's um the Tanuki suit. Like I said, like the, the Tanuki suit. They'll say like thank you, kind raccoon. Tell me your name. Oh, and wow. then the Hammer Bros one was my favorite one because that one was funny. He said, Hey buddy, how would you give me your clothes? No dice, what a drag. I'm like, Yo, that's extremely <laughs> funny though. That those are hard to find too. I remember getting so excited when you'd find the Hammer Brothers one. And like you get your one shot to use it, and then that's it. It's gone. Maybe there's two two chances to get it in the whole game. Um, like usually, if you play the game multiple times, you may know you know where everything is. But you know, back when I was younger, like when I was going to school, there was times when they let us go on the computer randomly, and I stumbled upon a website that let me look upon like all the old games. Like they did like all the old systems, and I'm like, oh, let me search through the Mario Brothers stuff, and I'm like, oh. So that's what there was. But usually there's times where I just randomly play through the level like, oh, I never knew I could do that or this. Because nowadays when I'm on YouTube, I like to watch speedrunners because speedrunners know how to beat the game faster. And like, oh, if I do that, I could do that. But then they do a few tricks that I knew about doing, but they do something more than like, oh, cool. That's nice. That's very cool. All right. Yeah, I love, the, I love getting the frog as well. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Mario 2? Super Mario 2, I think, is, is almost overlooked because it's such a weird game but I think it's so cool the well, subspaces and you know just a strange game well in my honest opinion about that game it was lots of fun don't get me wrong but there was times where we get to a certain part where you like you know you did this right and then they just dupe you from the game like you gotta be kidding me <laughs> but what I heard is like there's another game actually there's the duplicate of that game I forgot the name but you guys if you search it up you find it online because they talk about it all the time I'm like huh so really but honestly, here's a here's a here's a funnier thing about Super Mario Bros. 2. That wasn't supposed to be the actual Super Mario Bros. 2, but it became the actual Super Mario Bros. 2 down here in the America. Back in Japan, they made a sequel to Super Mario Bros. and it was supposed to be Super Mario Bros. 2, but only released in Japan. But here in America, we got it called The Lost Levels. Oh, I played The Lost Levels. That is a hard game. Yes, people that, probably were like, "What the heck is this?" Yeah, I think people's. I think the reason why they don't want to release it is because down here is because you know it might be difficult for us, but it's maybe easier up there in Japan. But I'm saying, hey, everyone has a different opinion. But you know, 
right, my cool. thing is if you know how to beat the if you think you can beat the game go for it if you die you just learn everything from it and when you learn you like bam you finally get their victory all right cool let's talk a little movies let's talk some movies let's talk netflix okay, okay. um what what shows are you watching on netflix these days um shows on netflix these days or movies things or you're movies watching. well lately um there's times where I watch stuff with my sister. Like my sister, she like she's been getting into Korean dramas lately. And oh, I'm, those are a big deal. I have a really yes. good friend that gave me an entire box set of DVDs of Korean dramas. <laughs> yeah, because I can remember this one particular show. Um, it's called Mischievous Kiss. My sister randomly watched the first episode, and I was on my Switch at the time, and then I was watching it a few times. And then next, you know, when she said, yo, uh, you can have the TV now, I'm like, hold on, play another episode. <laughs> it was actually getting interesting. And I'm like, yo, I like I like watching certain things. Like, if it, like, sometimes I watch it with my sis. If I like it, then I'll continue watching it. But, you know, mostly I'm using Netflix for either the Power Rangers, because I like watching the old series. And I'm like, and I like to say, like, you know what? This could have happened if this happened. Like you said, now as a kid, it's supposed to happen because of the show. But now when you're older, you're like, if they'd done this and this, the, the show would have been over like that. Ah, okay. So you uh, you mentioned your sister. You know, I podcast with my sisters. Are you the older or the younger? I'm the younger brother. Oh, okay. All right. So as a younger brother, my sisters will always talk about the things that I made them watch growing up. Mm -hmm. You know, like I made them watch The NeverEnding Story. I made them watch Transformers. And, but they grew up and they grew an appreciation for things. What's one thing that your sister made you watch growing up that you really liked? Well, if I could tell you, like mainly cartoon-wise, a whole lot of shows like, like Totally Spies. That was a real good show. I'm like, I didn't think I would like it. And I'm like, you know what? It's fun. And I'm like, hold on. Like, because like, there's times where um, we usually just watch anything. But she always showed me, when I was younger, she, liked, she showed me anime. And I think the first anime I watched was, well, most people will say Pokemon's the first one, and that is technically true. But like the first anime, like I watched like to so my sister was Sailor Moon, and I'm like, you know what, girls being superheroes, what's wrong with that? I'm like, I'm down for that. But you know, most of the time, if I like to watch movies on Netflix, sometimes like old movies will come up, cause mom, I used to watch movies with my mom. Like there's like a handful of movies my mom used to watch, and I was watching with her. Like I think one of her favorite Indiana Jones movies was on there. I forgot which one it was, but I think it was the one with the Holy Grail. That was the main oh, one Indiana I remember. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I That's it. I love that one. All right. Very cool. Well, AJ, thank you so much for being a part of the Friday Night Movie family, for joining me on the show. Do you have any social media or anything you'd like people to follow? Um, well, um, I'm usually on Facebook most of the time, but um, I also have my Instagram. I barely use it, but, you know, my Instagram, if I remember correctly, it should be crazycurt 21 I have, I also have Snapchat. It's Crazy Kurt 18. But you know, if you want to check my YouTube page, it should still be Crazy Kurt 21. Like I got some old videos I used to do when I was back in middle school, going into high school. So All right, cool. that's a good place to search. All right, AJ, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Here we are at the Friday Night Movie Podcast booth at Gamer Comic Expo. I am. You know, we get the most amazing people come by the podcast, and today we have the, the, the joy, the excitement of having Mateo Vengo Echea, Emmy Award-winning director? Yes. Emmy Award-winning yes. director just dropped by the podcast and said, hey, man, I'm interested in what you're doing. And I said, oh, would you like to be on the, on the show? Before I knew he was an Emmy Award winner, 
And then he just mentioned this to me. So, Mateo, it is a huge honor that you would stop by the podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for that introduction. You know, the, the feeling is mutual. I think what got me to sit here is like I see the hustle of what you're doing. Oh, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. You know, I think one of the most fun things about a con or any of these kind of uh, things where creators are out there is like if you le- if people are leading with their heart, you see it. Absolutely. You see it like when you see someone who is like, I, I, for me, this podcast is all about family. It's about it started with my sisters and it's about sharing the love with uh, the people who are at the convention. Because I remember coming to conventions and seeing podcasts or other things and being like, oh, I'd love to participate. I'd love to give my opinions. Well, when we come to a convention, that's what that's what we want to do. Um, but we also love to interview incredible creators and to have someone who is in your position is, is a huge bonus. So first of all, before we go anywhere, what'd you win Emmys for? <laughs> what I won, luckily, and with the hustle, I won three Emmys. I won two national ones with um, Telemundo Sports. Shout out to the Telemundo Sports team. They're that's, great people. That's awesome. Now, what uh, what sports were you covering? We were covering was for the Olympics, Rio 2016. Wow. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. That one, I was here in Miami. Oh, right. Because Telemundo is part of NBC Universal. Correct. And so you would be the Spanish language broadcast. Correct. Absolutely. But for the whole world. For, for America. Oh, just for America. For America. Okay. Correct. So the Spanish language for the world is another part of the organization? They usually sell the rights to different, like the country, each country has their ah, own okay, media rights. Okay, but yes. when you're talking about Spanish in the United States, it's Telemundo. That's a lot of people. I mean, if I remember, Telemundo often outdoes, uh, Telemundo and Univision outdo the American broadcast networks, the English, the American English broadcast networks in the evenings on a regular basis. Yes, 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 they do. The Hispanic market is huge here. And right now we have a lot of people who are growing up who speak English and Spanish. And they tend to go watch sports that are in Spanish. That, that's that's awesome. I love I love both the networks. I, I'm a I'm a Juban. My my, my family's Jewish Cubans. Okay. Okay, so okay. Okay. I grew up with my grandmother watching the telenovelas, and although I, my Spanish is not very good, my my kids go to bilingual school. So so uh, that's very cool to have a Telemundo um, uh, a Telemundo expert here. All right. Now you also created uh, you also created your own documentary that won an Emmy as well correct correct we created a documentary based on the art in Miami it's called art vessel it was purchased by PBS that led it to be on TV and then it went on to win a regional Emmy that's fantastic all right so um, how long was the documentary it was 22 minutes okay so does that qualify as short or feature or somewhere in between for specifically for the Emmys, it, it's a documentary. You know, any anything I think past twenty minutes, they'll consider as a documentary. I do believe it was. It might have been a short documentary. I, I really I forgot. The moment was crazy, so I just I just forget a lot of things. Uh, so my sister, documentary filmmaker. We've had numerous documentary filmmakers participate in the podcast over the years. Now I'm not here for my sisters to embarrassing me, embarrass me. But what they would say right now is. Shy, stop pretending you're so fancy. You're on record as saying documentaries are the books of movies. Uh, uh, <laughs> and for me, that's like not a compliment. Um, uh, now, obviously, we're joking around. Um, uh, I, I There are some documentaries that I truly, truly, truly love. Uh, and um, they're usually about rock musicians. Um, okay. uh, but my sister has made some amazing social justice-oriented documentaries that are just fantastic. Um, what documentaries to you are the most impactful that you know extend beyond just being informative? The ones that are non-biased. And the reason I say that is because I feel a documentary has to present information the same way that a trial lawyer does. Oh, okay. You know, All right. They're showing you the evidence 
they might be trying to convince you, yet they have to show you the evidence, and they have to be like, hey, this is up to you. But it, it can't be rhetorical. It has to have a basis for the thesis that they're arguing. Absolutely, absolutely. That, for me, any documentary based on that is important because it turns into a conversation rather than you just getting fed information that it just leans one way. And what was the thesis of your of your Miami documentary? If Miami would ever be a city such as New York referring to the art movement. Oh, okay. All right. And is will it? Negative. The answer we got the most was Miami's different. Oh, okay. That's cool. That's Correct. good too, right? And, and Yeah, and not different in a way like, oh, it was more Miami has Wynwood. Miami, Miami's growing. You know, New York has a lot of ads already. You know, it has... It's very, how would I say this? It's New York, man. It's all about the buildings. It's all about this. Miami is, we have a lot of culture here. That's very cool. That's very, very cool. So uh, Miami, you know, Miami, I mean, people, for me, Miami, is, it's where my family immigrated. It's uh, where some of the iconic TV shows have taken place. Most recently, I really like Burn Notice a lot, at least the first Perfect. five or six seasons of it. Um, uh, what to you is a movie or a TV show or something that represents the spirit of Miami really well? It's a great question, man. To be honest, it's a great question. Have you ever watched The Shield? Oh, yeah. Okay. I love The Shield. All right, for That's sure. amazing show. One of the all-time... People don't give The Shield enough credit for beginning peak TV. I completely agree. Complete, this is my favorite show for so many reasons now. Yeah, I would think Miami's Big Mackey. Oh, so even outside of Miami, you think Vic Mackey really represents Miami? Yeah, absolutely. You know, somebody trying to do good, but they're also they have a bad past, and that's Miami. We're you know in the '80s, it was just drugs and parties. Oh, and wow! All right, that is that is a bold and deep comment here on one of my favorite shows of all time. So I'm gonna we're gonna take a turn right now and talk about the shield because that's so what are your perfect. favorite shows. This is what I've been waiting for my whole life. We're, we're gonna talk about the shield. Alright, okay. Listeners, there's gonna be spoilers for the shield. We're just gonna we're just gonna go deep. Um, okay, the shield. Like I said, everyone talks about the Sopranos, but in my view, A, the Shield is a superior show. Well hot take. And I think HBO had its place in bringing TV forward, but FX with The Shield told you that you were going to get these shows on channels other than the premium channels. Absolutely. And The Shield was it. Because there's this guy, I don't know if you know the actor Michael Chiklis, before that he was known as the commish. Correct. That like tubby police commissioner solving mysteries. Correct. And now here he is in that first episode where he... He shoots a cop right at the end of the episode, yes. <laughs> which haunts him for the rest of the show. Um, it's a it's it's a true I think it's a true crime you know masterpiece. So the shield though I divided into a few sections. There's season one and two, and then uh, is is two the money train. Two ends with the money train. Two ends with the money train. Two ends with the money train. Then there's three and four, which I don't remember very well, but I think four is the one. Yeah, four is the one where Glenn Close comes in. Correct. Then five is Anthony Anderson. Antoine. Oh no, Antoine Mitchell is is, He's is in the fourth is, is, season. In, in the fourth season. Forrest sorry. Whitaker. For, okay, so then you have four. Forrest Whitaker. Okay, then you got Forrest Whitaker. The fifth is the fifth. And then you have six and seven, which really like bring us to the end. There's a little bit of Forrest Whitaker. There's a little bit of Anthony Anderson. But so to me, the phases go basically. Pre-money train, post-money train, Lem dies, and then you have like that period afterwards where after Lem's dead and every you know things 
they, they really break apart. Like, they Wait, never go back together. For me, that's the, one of the best season finales ever when, when Lem gets killed by... Oh. One of the most haunting, heartbreaking scenes when he drops that grenade, when, when Shane Vendrell, played by the great Walton Goggins, drops that Incredible. grenade Incredible. inside the car. So of those phases, so your answer is right there. So to so which phase to you was the best phase? I would say after Lem dies. After Lem dies. Because the, you're, you can't believe the show's going to keep going. It's, where, is this gonna, this is, it's gonna go off the rails. I, I'm with you. I'm 100% with you because I feel like after the money train, they had done something so impossible and crazy that it felt a little bit like they weren't sure exactly like what was going to happen. Like, where were we going from here? And you had good acting. You had good You had good villains. I think the best villain was actually Anthony Anderson. Um, uh, but when, with Lem, but after... But once Lem died and the money train story was basically over, like the story dies Correct. with him. Correct. You're now really just dealing with the fallout of who these guys are and Absolutely. what will happen when they're turned against each other by that Absolutely. kind of a thing. And you see, like the acting turns up to a notch that never, you know, I mean, I've never seen anything like that. Correct. And by the way, that show has no soundtrack. It has no music. It has that like heavy metal kind of stuff playing. Sometimes, but it's played in the environment. That is true. That is totally true. It's never true. soundtrack. That's true. You're right. It's it one is. of it's the only the, shows the, like that. It's just so intense. It's, it's short handheld. It's in the fight and chase scenes and all of that. Okay. All right. So for me, the best villain was Anthony Anderson because he seemed like he could kind of be everywhere. And it yeah. was like... He was this gangster, but he was also like impossible to pin down. And Correct. you had this comedic actor playing an amazing villain. I actually had a chance to meet him once, and nice. that was what I talked to him about. That was oh, the thing. Really? I, yeah, I was like, oh, oh. I was like, your season on the shield was like the greatest what, thing I've ever seen. What did he say? He was just thankful and gave me a hug. It was really cool. Oh man. Uh, um, so, but that's to me like you know, you know, people don't always give comedians the credit, but you know, no, there, he, there he, it is right there. So for you, who was the best villain? Forrest Whitaker, and what I find very interesting is that he wasn't a villain. He was the best, the best guy. <laughs> he was like the cop trying to like, get yeah, the, like, the criminals. Hey, this needs to stop. This can we can't have five seasons, five seasons of this. <laughs> <laughs> he was amazing in that show, and when Vic undoes him, oh starts my God. ruining his personal life, that was just like Vic could always find the weakness in something. Yes, right. Okay, so let's let's talk about the end of Sons. Let's talk about that scene. Vic Mackey, he's in the cubicle, the sirens, and he gets up. What ha what does he do? What happens? Where's Vic Mackey ten years later? I was looking for his family. Oh, you think the family became the thing? Yeah, he has to look for his family. He just can't stop. He's a uh, snowball. Like he's, he always has to be rolling, and it just it just keeps building up. And the only thing that's gonna stop is if he, he has to explode or something. Wow, so I'm kind of with you. I think that he can't stop, but to me, it's that he can't stop going for that win, that big score. Absolutely. And he's like a shark. If Correct. he stops, he yes. dies. Yes, yes. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's. now we've talked about The Shield. In the same universe of The Shield, I think, uh, created by the great Kurt Sutter. Correct. Is Sons of Anarchy. No, you're going to hate me, man. I've, I've never watched past, like, five episodes of Sons of Anarchy. So No, actually more. You watch more. Sons is... I like Sons more than The Shield, but I think The Shield is the better show, if that makes sense. Okay, okay. Um, well, it was, it was with Sean Ryan as well, Kurt Sutter and Sean Ryan, yeah, the creator. Kurt Sutter, and Kurt Sutter started as a writer on The correct, Shield, and correct. he's a maniac. Um, 
You know Keanu Young, who's here, was in Sons of Anarchy. He played oh. one of the gangsters. Yeah, I was talking to him, and I'm looking at all of his million credits, and I, I recognized a bunch of them, and then I was like, wait a minute, you were also, oh yeah, you were that guy in Sons of Anarchy. Um, okay, so, all right, so you didn't get deep into Sons. Sons of Anarchy really gets good in season two. It's one of those ones where season one, you're like, is this, am I supposed to take this seriously? But yeah. Then season two had the best villain, uh, one of the two best villains of the show. And that's when the really big epic story begins. Okay. So I would say, give it a try again. But it gets it's however dark the shield got. The suns is suns. There were a couple of times where we turned it off and we were like, we can't watch the show anymore. So okay. So okay. if you like gritty and dark, it's dark. Definitely. My my mom was definitely on that boat when we were watching the shield. She'd be like, you know what? I can't watch this after 9 p.m. because I just can't go to sleep. Oh yeah. My my wife. She she felt that way about Sons of Anarchy, but she'd always get brought in back when Charlie Hunnam would show his buns. That was always like, she'd be like, oh, Charlie Hunnam's buns are in this? I've forgotten all the murder that happened. Got um, it. I, I also think that uh, the, the Shield has, uh, uh, sorry, Sons of Anarchy has Katie Siegel, who, oh, yeah. played, who plays the matriarch, and it's one of the best performances of a, of, a, of, a, of like a female matriarch I've ever seen on a television show. More so than I, don't, don't spoil it, because I just started watching this, Peaky Blinders. I haven't seen Peaky Blinders okay. yet, so my dad loves it. He watches all the British crime shows, so I'm going to get a chance to watch it. Um, another show that I view as carrying the spirit of The Shield is Justified, because right. Walton Goggins, who was brilliant on the shield i mean anywhere he's built in everything i mean i've been on a walton goggins kick lately so on the okay, show okay, we talk okay. about walton goggins a lot um but here he is in a in a role that was supposed to be a recurring but not main role and they essentially made the show about his portrayal of boyd crowder opposite timothy oliphant's Raylan givens and that made Justified such a rich show. Did you watch that show? I watched it, I believe, the first season. I, I'm unaware why I saw it because I enjoy him. And then it was the name of the main guy, um, Timothy Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant, yeah. Yeah, no, what a, what a great cast. I should probably finish that show. Now, I will say that show becomes more and more about Walton Goggins' character. Oh, really? That, I mean, Raylan Givens is always part of it, but they, they, they almost take them in two different directions for a lot of the time because it's like it's too much to have them both on the same screen. Like, it's like having He-Man and Skeletor. You can't always have them fighting each other. Um, so Boyd's story becomes even more interesting a lot of the Got time. It. And Do you think them separating those characters was justified? I always want to see the best characters together. I, I, I don't mind side team-ups if they work, but I do think that they, what they, I think what happened is they realized they had such a star main character in Boyd Crowder, Walton Goggins, that they, all, they took him off in his own show almost, it felt like, in, within the show, and then they'd weave him back in with the main character. But you knew in the end he was the, the showdown between the two of them was what had to happen. Okay. And when they got to that last season, um, they forced the showdown a little bit too much. But if you mm. kind of ignore that and you just say, okay, we know the last season's going to be about the two of them, and you accept it, you're okay with it. Got it. But but overall, I would say uh, I would say you know it's it's a worth a watch. But I but anytime I could see those two on the same screen together, yeah, I no, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I would, and I loved every once in a while they'd force them to team up. Like the narrative would force these two enemies that knew each other from childhood to team up, and it would be it would be pretty amazing. Well, if I may go back to the shield here for a second, do you oh, remember please, the yeah. seventh season when Shane and Vic have to team up again? Yes. All the can I curse here or no cursing? I mean, you can. You can curse. I won't. It's, it's an explicit podcast, but you know. Well, you know, you just think that where's this? How, how this? 
it's like being, I don't know, with your with your ex for like a whole weekend and you hate them and it's just like this can't be real. It, it's a, it's an but but then when you see that happen, when you see the old team get back to the getter, you're always back there. Right? Yeah, I, absolutely, amazing. absolutely, absolutely. All right, okay, so if you actually you're 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 mainly a documentary, but you said you also do narratives. I do narratives are mostly what I what I enjoy doing. I did a documentary because a friend of mine came up with the idea for the art movement in Miami um, documentary. And we just nailed it. You know, we did a really good job. Every every single person in the crew, we just it was a crew of five people. That's amazing. So, if you're making a narrative, what what's your show? What's your movie or your show going to be about? Well, I already I already shot one. Oh, okay. And I'm editing. Can it. you say what it's about? Absolutely. It's about a young man who quits weed and has to be honest with all his exes in one night. <laughs> Is it a comedy or a drama? Both. Okay. All right. And um, uh, what, does he have a lot of exes? Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And th the good thing is, he's gonna end up meeting them out of just coincidence rather than you know, like oh, I have to go talk to him. Like he's oh, okay. gonna be moving along the he's night. He's not making amends. It's just life is pushing him in that direction. Correct, correct. That's very cool. And you've already shot it. I already shot. What's it, it called? A new. A new. All right. Yes. yes. Is it? What's the release plan? I would say somewhere along the lines with the documentary was you know we finish it, we showcase it. Most likely, you know, we do a screening where we, you know, we raise money for charity. I do that a lot. And after that, we'll try to sell it to, you know, to somebody. I think that's the best way to go when you're able to, when you have a full-time job. Meanwhile, and then you you do your art and then you're able to sell it because it takes so long. It took me four years to, to sell the documentary. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's amazing. Well, look, when, when the movie comes out, when a new comes out, we want to review it. So I don't know if you can at some point give us like a little Vimeo link or something. Oh, absolutely. We've, we've had a few filmmakers do that with us. Oh, absolutely. We would love absolutely. to do it. And then we'll have you back on to talk about absolutely. the movie. Absolutely. All right, Mateo, it is a pleasure having you here. Pleasure's Thank all mine. Thank you so much for being a part of the Friday Night Movie family. And um, uh, uh, let's talk about where people can follow you. Where can people follow you? They can follow me at, on Instagram, Mateo, V-E-N, M-A-T-E-O, V-E-N. That's where, that's where I'm at. And I post everything there, you know. I'm a person. All right. That's awesome. All right, Mateo, thank you for being here. Thank you, man. You're a great dude. Oh, you too. Thanks a lot. <laughs> for sure. Here's the thing. The only thing I remember of video games is one joystick and a button. Okay. All right. Atari that's good. Days. We're very retro. A, my a, We're okay. probably similar age. I'm a good Atari guy. Oh, okay. No, All right. Space Invaders. All right. That type of All stuff. right. Okay. I've got it. All right. All right. Here we are, and welcome to the GamerCon Expo booth of Friday Night Movie. We have been having an amazing day, too. Tons of awesome guests. Now a brave father. Very jo brave. Jonathan, who is abandoned by his wife the moment he sat down. She literally ran away from me. Pretending to watch some children that I, I assume are real. They are. I think they're real. They're Last real. Last time I checked. They might be virtual reality at this point, sucked into the video games. True. Very true. Uh, okay. So Jonathan is here, and he's one of my favorite kinds of guests, because this is just a guy that I would be having a conversation with pop culture about if we were, you know, ha at a beer, uh, having a beer or, or stuck at a Definitely PTA. A beer. Some sort of PTA event. PTA event, maybe, but a beer is better. Because whenever I go to one of those PTA events, the first thing I do is I just start trying to talk about movies with people and TV. I just say, oh, so what shows are you watching? Oh, cool. That's neat. All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start there, Jonathan. What shows are you watching these days? TV shows today. I have to be honest. I'm kind of stuck on the Netflix stuff, but back in the that, day. That counts as TV. You can right. tell me what Netflix you're watching, or you can tell me back in the day. There are well, no you wrong know, answers. Back in the day, you do have somewhat of a child movie star here. Oh, really? Like, yes. 
This is amazing. Yeah, you got lucky today. You oh, lucky yeah. Today. You, uh, not anything big, but I was on Bozo the Clown. Oh. I was now, also. Now, the Bozo show filmed up in the Philadelphia area? Yes. Amazing. I was born yeah. in Philly. I was a young kid, and my mom shot me around trying to make me a movie star. didn't happen. But I also made it on the National Romper Room show. Whoa. With the mirror? Yes. Uh-huh. Mirror. I couldn't remember how to do Pledge Allegiance, so they had a mark on my hand to make sure I knew the right hand to go over my heart. And then uh, lastly, I was on a kid's hee-haw show that didn't last too long. Okay. I love, particularly, this was 80s or 70s? That's the 70s. Okay. But I love the 70s, 80s, low-budget kids shows. I grew up in Canada, and if you think Bozo was low-budget. Bozo was low. Bozo (laughs) was low-budget. In Canada, we had a show called The Polka Dot Door. Have you ever heard of this? Haven't heard that one. The Polka Dot Door... They, the puppets didn't even move. They were just stuffed animals. And they'd zoom in on the puppets, and then the right. actors would just do their voices off nice. camera. They wouldn't even cut. Like, that's there was pro- no That's bo- good bio. entertainment. Um, and they had this creature called the Pokeroo who looked like a deranged uh, sock puppet, but it was human-sized. <laughs> and he was like Snuffleupagus. He'd appear and move around and just yell Pokeroo. And um, so I would love if you do. I don't know how good your memory is, but what was it like being on these low budget TV shows? What was the scene like? I, I mean, I, I do remember a light breaking above us. That's how low it was. And all the little oh kids went scattering. And that was pretty much the end of the show because that was the <laughs> one light above us. Um, it was just, you know what? It, it was just a really kind of pure time, I would say, you know, when things were easy. Oh, yeah. Um, just like you were saying with the, the puppets and the television at the time. I mean, HR puffing stuff. Oh, yeah, HR puffing stuff. You now, know, so those type of things. Now, definitely. there there is a show I did not watch called Banana Splits. Are you familiar awesome. with it? Awesome, yes. So Banana Splits, my dear friends who were on the uh, take to takedown. Sorry, someone just came walking through the booth, but that's okay. That's what, that's what happens with that's, us, though. That's exactly, like us. Exactly. They, <laughs> they want to hang out. My, my dear friends are the, run the Take Two podcast, and I spend almost as much time promoting their podcast, I think, as I do mine. Um, but those guys, uh, Craig and John, just did an episode where they reviewed a TV show, uh, a movie of HR Puff and Stuff that was right. made on Hulu. Okay. Where the HR Puff, not the HR Puff and Stuff, so the Banana Splits. Banana Splits. Banana Splits. Banana were, Splits. Oh, no, it was on Sci-Fi, but they saw it on Hulu. Whatever it was, the Banana Splits creatures go crazy and start murdering people. Oh, wow. And okay. the big question they asked each other that I'm going to put to you, if you could take one of those low-budget shows and put the characters on a murder spree, like turn it into a schlock comedy horror... Yes. Which is the show you would turn into a shock comedy horror from your youth? You know what? I think it would have to be because I think it's an easy one. And I think you could get a lot out of it is Sigmund the Sea Monster. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's a solid. Just because tear people apart. Tear people apart. You know, because the Jaws type of concept. You have him out in the ocean. Kind of. That's perfect. You got the setting. You got everything. All right. I love that. I love that. Okay. Sigmund the Sea Monster just yes. devouring people. There, there's a movie. It's a small movie that I'm going to just recommend to you because I, the odds that you've seen it is limited. Okay. Um, it's called Brigsby Bear. Okay. Okay. It stars Luke Skywalker himself, Mark Hamill. Really? In one of his, very small but very amazing subtle role he's in in it. But it's about a young man who uh, it's about a young man who for reasons that I won't explain to you 
decides to make the final season or episode or movie to wrap up this childhood TV show that he watched that was okay. made in a low budget TV show made in Canada called Brigsby Bear. Brigsby and Bear. I won't tell you anything else, <laughs> but it's a beautiful, haunting and very, very funny, sweet movie all at the same time. And, you know, we're at a con. We've got to talk about Mark Hamill. Yeah, 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 definitely. All right. So check that out. All right. I'm not his father, though. I'm not Luke's no, no, father. No, 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 no. Last time I checked. All right, so you are a father. Your kids are here playing video games. Yes. What is your... We do give out a lot of very bad parenting advice on our podcast because myself and my sisters are all parents. Actually, sure. weren't all parents when it started, but now everyone's parents. Gotcha. Uh, what parenting advice would you give to parents of kids that play video games today? Because I know I have, like, a fear of two things in video games. Not so much the violence, because my kids are already afraid of it. Sure. But, like, of them getting, like, dirty talk over the internet from some guy playing Fortnite in a basement <laughs> somewhere. Like, that is terrifying That's a little me. scary. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, I think the key is you have to monitor it as much as you can. Um, you have to actually play it a little bit so you'll understand what they're doing and how they're doing Kids, it. Kids, this is for the family. I'm sitting down to play some video games. I have to play these video games as part <laughs> of dad dad's job. But uh, yeah, in general, I mean, I think if you understand it, and to be honest, the way we raise our kids is we always tell them we trust them until we can't trust you anymore. All right. So when it reaches that point, we can't, then it's kind of, you know, and, I, and my son's great. He's 12 years old. He's been playing the games for a while and seems to follow the rules pretty good that's 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 awesome i uh that is good parenting advice uh, thank you i'm good right. for something oh yeah all right so let's talk about let's talk about tv shows nowadays what are you watching on netflix netflix i mean obviously stranger things love stranger things um i do uh, we have prime too so i watch that not to do any advertising but oh uh, uh, hey I'll, I'll i'll look if amazon prime wants to thank me for you right. talking about them uh, I actually often give a lot of love to Amazon Prime because I think their original shows are fewer but higher quality than Netflix. Right. I think Netflix is just like becoming more and more of like a garbage dump of content. Yeah. Um, and and I wish they would just focus and commit to something. Like Prime, I know, like Bosch. I don't know if you ever watched Bosch. Bosch. Yep, yep. I love Bosch. And Bosch is not a show that like should or shouldn't be canceled based on ratings, I bet. But it's quality and it's got a loyal fan base, and Amazon just keeps giving it to us. They do, and, they do. And I feel like I can really invest in it. Netflix, I never know when they're going to yank a show. That's very true. I mean, one thing with Prime, there was uh, it's, got, it's called Red Oaks. Red Oaks? Oh, oh, I, I love love watched love Red Oaks. Love I like love the whole it. 80s genre, the oh, yeah. tennis. And oh, the, yeah, and I'm a Jew from the Northeast, so this was like, it spoke <laughs> to me on a very deep level. So you were in level. heaven there, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah that, so well, it was heaven slash it gave me anxiety. <laughs> It is a funny story, though. We ran into uh, Paul Reiser. Oh, wow. He was at an Italian restaurant, Coral Springs, for some odd reason. He was doing something, and we went up to him about Red Oaks, and he's like, oh, you and the two other people that watched it. Oh. I was like, yeah, you know, I loved it. We thought it was good. but And, uh, and he was terrific on he that was show. He was great in that. Because, he was great. Because, you know, here's a guy who has... He's known for many comedic roles, but he's in, in dramas, he's often played villains. Like Correct. Villains, and I think both in Red Oaks, even I like his character in Red Oaks even more than his Stranger Things character, because in Stranger Things they are always playing with your expectations Correct. that you know, right. oh, he was an alien, so he might be evil. In Red Oaks, he's just a complicated guy. He's obviously a bad person. He's obviously a criminal. That's right. But he has a code as well, and that relationship between him and the main character was, in my view, one of the best parts of that show. 
that was. I, I mean, that show, again, kind of ended a little early, but I, I thought it was great. And that's a great 80s culture type of thing, you know. I seem to fall into the, the ones that, that, the shows that maybe die a little early. Oh, yeah, you're you know? a bad luck guy? Yeah, I'm a bad luck guy. Well, if you want a great 80s culture show that for me is like, I call it my wonder years, it's the Goldbergs on ABC. My wife, kids, a lot of it. We're watching that all the time. That's Great. our first family show. That's the show, the first show in our family history that the whole family sits down. I got little kids, but we all watch that show once a week together as it airs. Right. So, you know, with commercials and everything. And see, if my wife wouldn't have walked away, she would have easily commented, and I'm pointing to where she should be right now. Um, she's not here, but she would have probably talk forever about that show well uh she and i will be happy i would love to talk to her forever because i literally talk forever about that show one of the other podcasts i host is the official goldberg's um, oh, fan podcast she's gonna love you then so i've interviewed i've participated in interviews not alone but with adam with sean uh and i have two amazing co-hosts lons and ashley and then joe who was there from the original group gotcha um uh, it is an amazing, dedicated fan base, and the the cast and the crew and the creators and the writers are all in on it with us. They right. love the fans. There is few shows that treat fans as well as that. I actually have a really funny uh, factoid. If all right, you, we're ready. If you're, you got to tell your wife. She ran yeah, away. I would love to back. tell her this. Here I am, just like I'm not even humble bragging. Right. I'm just bragging on my own <laughs> podcast right now. But it. when I meet a Goldberg's fan, there I got to talk about it. In the episode entitled "Fiddler on the Roof." Okay. Okay. If you look at the cast list when the kids are all cast in it, my name is cast among the cast. Bam! Look, I am next to a TV star. Exactly. Didn't even know it. Oh, I, was, I didn't even have to show up. I didn't either. have to show up. I didn't even know it was going to happen until they posted it. But really? they did. Awesome. They put a bunch of the fans' names. They do a lot of Easter eggs for the fans, where they just like they know certain people, and if they you know they know how dedicated you are, they'll be like, oh good, let's put that person's oh, name in great. an Easter egg. Yeah, like Joe Joe Webb, who is the create the father of the Gold Nerds. He's brilliant. Um, such a kind, wonderful person, Joe. Um, Joe's name you can see in all sorts of places really? in the show. Yeah, so that show to me like really speaks to me. Kid from the Northeast, growing up in the suburbs, yep. loving all that '80s stuff. Adam's my guy. <laughs> is there a guy? Is there a character that speaks to you that you're like, oh, that reminds me of me? In, Anywhere. It doesn't yeah, have to be uh, just in the Goldbergs. Not in the Goldbergs. You know what? That's you know I, I kind of look at it. Look at that show. You know, I grew up with some Goldbergs next to us. So, <laughs> okay, you know, right. kind of lived that life knowing that. So, if anything, just that that show in general. So maybe you're like Laney, Erica's best friend. So be. Jonathan is the Laney. I'm the Laney. There you go. <laughs> okay. You go. Well, Jonathan, it is a pleasure having you on the podcast. This is great. Um, uh, thank you so much, and best of luck to your uh, son. Son. Yes. Son. son. Yep. Son uh, in the Fortnite tournament. Fortnite. Is he in yep. I hope he crushes it and brings you back that ten thousand dollars. Ten grand. Ten uh, grand. We're gonna win it all. All right. All right. Thanks a lot. Be well, sir. Thanks for being on the show. Take care. You have been listening to the Friday Night Movie Podcast. Thanks so much for being a part of our Potter family. Remember to listen and subscribe to the show everywhere that you get your podcasts. And, of course, follow us on social media at Friday Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks again for listening.